0: With the inquiry time, again, any questions, concerns that you may have, uh, do feel free to uh, ask or speak about. In the inquiry, intention for insight and understanding for one and all, person myself can say thank you to bring inquiry to a close, shared silence, and I'll say anyone, then another person may wish to come and uh, speak. So we're alternating from inquiry to silence, silence to inquiry. With the inquiry time, remember the fullness of listening to what you listen to, both outwardly and also remembering listening inwardly to any responses that you might have as you listen. And with the inquiry time, in terms of the preference, Previous couple of inquiries, in fact, those in the almost first half, that means sitting nearer to me, first half of the room here, a little bit easier, and I know one or two people nearer to the back didn't get a chance to come forward. So there's a bit more preference to those in the hall today, in the back half of the hall, uh, there, and a little bit more preference as well for those who have, uh, of course, not been in an inquiry before in the hall uh, here. So, uh, anyone has anything you'd like to uh, ask or speak about? And when you come forward, I'll just check with you if if you're comfortable with it being uh, uh, taped or not. Yes, anyone? Yes, please. Either at the back. Oh yes, sure. Thanks. It's okay to tape. Them. <clears throat> yes.
1: My question has to do with <clears throat> the uh, the aspect of going. What I what feels to me is going beyond neutral. Going that beyond is, neutral. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that is. In two ways one is the sense that as I hear a lot of the discussion that we're trying to heal we're trying to get our heads above water we're trying to get to a place of at ease being okay being at peace being somewhere at this place that's all right what I wonder about is what about going beyond what about may you have vitality may you be overjoyed may you also contribute may you help others may you and mm-hmm. that and there's it's both a general inquiry and there's a personal aspect
0: to mm-hmm. it of mm-hmm. course <laughs> yeah 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 you got me interested in the personal aspect <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat>
1: Um, <laughs> well, I come from a Quaker background, so that has something to do with it, oh, I'm sure. Right. But that's okay. the, um, I've spent the last um, well, the past 25 years working in disasters of some type or another, not just my own. but <laughs> um, And the last 10 years working in conflict zones around the world. Have you? Good one. Um, what
0: places? What, what sort of things are you doing then?
1: Oh, Rwanda, Somalia. Uh, just got back from a year in Kosovo. Um, oh, excellent. But I.
0: Do you know Paula, Paula Green? Yes. <laughs> oh my <laughs> oh God, oh yeah. I can't believe. All right,
1: <laughs> um, but but I haven't done it just because of the sense of giving. Of yeah, I mean, there's there's a part of me that very much is likes to respond. Mm. I, there's an element of me personally, but at the same time as I've been here and I'm really been just tormented with this sense of where am I going, what do I do next, it's coming clear to me now mm. that maybe what my next thing is is not, you know, is more of an inward place mm. and and almost as though I need to get up to neutral but, yes, uh, yeah. but I still still, it's, it's very much of a part of my life and I want to I want to, um I'm afraid that that's all I'm here for. That's all we're, we're here for, is to just sort of be okay. And I don't want that to be true.
0: It isn't. <laughs> <Good>. Thank you. Thank <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Given the uh, regularity of the teachings, instructions and everything, I can well, well appreciate uh, the uh, residue that may um, seem to land, seem, you know, at ease or being at ease with things, which is used a few times the other evening, and uh, calmness and meditation, uh, finding uh, uh, inner peace, uh, etc. But I wouldn't want anyone, and especially yourself, to uh, leave with an idea. It's just for that, though that's some kind of ultimately um, desirable achievement or goal, or anything which has the, um, any tone of neutrality about it. Just genuinely, it's, 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 all belongings to a means is it, so being at okay, remembering it's okay being at at peace, calmness, awareness, uh, some depth of meditation, good intentions, etc they're all means they're not they are not ends, and it and and others easily end up with a view that somehow. That's the desirable end for a human being to reach, having cultivated all of that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is not. It's all means. It's all path. It's all practice. Uh, there. Have in the listening, in the time that you've been listening, whether in talks, inquiry, etc., had any sense of what possibly the means might be leaning towards, leading towards. For myself. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. But, but it might.
0: It's not an end; it's just a stepping stone. All of those uh, things that we referred to in the inner life, in either yourself or in the general way, or both.
1: Well, in a general answer, I. I know that getting, that being at peace and and using this as the the process does uh, result in a greater love, greater sort of
2: for
1: for myself, for my community, for the world.
2: Yeah,
1: I understand that, and and I definitely sense it as well. Mm. Um, It's sort of the TM. Notion of one you know, percent mm-hmm. of yeah, yeah, world peace, um, but I, I don't see a. Um, it's almost like three quarters of it is getting to that place, and then once you're there, maybe you'll see beyond. Mm-hmm. But you need to spend so much of the work and the and it practicing on the self and the non-self until you until there's a greater sense of being and. And life mm. um, that we can contribute to.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do I mean, uh, first retreat is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but does that, or that uh, uh, inner work, to really open out the consciousness and have a, a different sense? And of course, if there's less stuff going on in our own life, then. There are far more resources to share, to give, etc. We're not imprisoned to our own uh, stuff. But does it have to be mutually exclusive? It's either serving the world or serving myself.
1: No, I don't. I don't think so, and I don't mm. see it that way. But I do see it seems to be sequential, <laughs> almost as mm. though okay, once I'm once I'm. Nah, basically okay then, maybe I can do something for somebody else.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I agree and that has been, um, I think, one of the most problematic and perhaps damaging features of Buddhism, it's one of my biggest areas of concern, that there is a um, far too long of history which has led far too often to, to be terribly passive, mm-hmm. simply because Kind of view. Well, how can I do anything outwardly unless I've really worked to myself for a long period of time, uh, uh, etc. And it has there's been too much of a naval gazing culture in historical Buddhism.
1: And do you think that this generation of more Western interest in it is bringing a little non-passivity to it at all?
0: Not much. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, um, there are some wonderful pillars, and uh, uh, and people who uh, have um, n- 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 profoundly see the depths of interconnection, which is uh, there between the between the inner and the outer. That is uh, very very Im- important uh, there, but. Still, I would consider, first generation here, still very, very early days. Mm-hmm. And the radical element of, of, of the Dharma doesn't have that expression that I would like to see. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there is rather a lot of uh, very um, incredibly important work taking place at the inner level and the Dharma provides tremendous number of tools for, for that. But it, it is lacking some of that um, passionate concern for the earth and its and sentient life. Mm. And, that, and that, that is a major concern for me. So many of us do have to work outside of the tradition for social, political, environmental change. Because the tradition, for the most part, just isn't offering it, which is a great pity. Yeah.
1: And might this be an evolution in the tradition? Might there be a, a, something that's moving on with it now? That's Well, some of us
0: try to uh, kick the contemporary tradition up the backside regularly. <laughs> but people say, ouch, it hurts, Christopher, don't do it. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> oh. All right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Um. My question. Well, I want to inquire into something that has been concerning me that I've been trying to deal with yes. within myself the mm. past half year. Yes, please. Um, Can you hear? Okay.
0: A L- little bit louder, yeah.
3: I want to inquire into something that um, I've been dealing with the past yes. half a mm. year. Um, at the moment, I, it was actually triggered by the last inquiry, the inquiry two days ago that you did with uh, Jen, Jennifer. Yeah. Um, uh, at certain moments, it doesn't seem important at all, yeah. but I know that it comes up again and again, mm. so I thought I'd take the opportunity yeah, it to... Do. Um, it concerns um, the balance between doing and not doing, mm-hmm. and especially the doing, as um, it has to do with the creative mm-hmm. urge. Mm-hmm. And um, this is something that I'm just trying to sort out within myself. Mm-hmm. And because it feels that the two things come from def- um, contain within them very different energy, mm-hmm. and energy that at times seems almost opposite. Mm. or contra- um, conflicting. Mm. And so I'm sort of trying to...
0: Yeah, very, very important, uh, very, very important area. I can't overemphasize how important this one is. Because for many, but not all, the mode of living is on the doing end of things. Yeah. And sometimes we're kind of forced along in the doing, 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 doing and can't find any kind of break in it except sleep. Mm. And tradition, and in its very healthy aspect, wonderful feature of it, has uh, emphasized and recognized how important the awareness of non-doing is, and actually to recognize and acknowledge it in daily life, in different ways, as a means for renewal, a means for awareness, a means for insight, and therefore, and creativity, so that can translate into the doing. Mm-hmm. That you know, we often think doing comes from doing, but most noble forms of doing have a chance to spring from non-doing,
2: mm-hmm.
0: e- etc. And all of us, include myself. Where there's been too much doing, there's been the neglect of the non-doing and the awarenesses, mm-hmm. and then things filter into the doing, which are necessary. So this area of the non-doing you know, retreats is, you know, one expression of it of it, silence, stillness, sangha. Are there other opportunities? Are there, what's the kind of general feeling since this has been? an issue for you for some months. What's the general kind of feeling uh, in terms of doing and non doing? Where, where does it feel like it's well, with you at the present?
3: Um where where does it feel like
0: Yeah, at the present time. In this looking at this whole relationship of life to Well to I'm sort of non doing
3: um I'm trying to find the balance which mm. I um well, it sort of it started the question came very strongly to mind yeah. mm. after the last time I was in India. Yes. Mm. And um, before that I was I mean, I'm a very doing person. Mm-hmm. Yes. And before I came to India the last time, it was three years before it was three years after the time before I had been to India. Yes. And in that time I had been doing, 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 doing. Mm. And just before I left for India I had been involved, I'd been creating this project that I'd been sort of dreaming of for mm-hmm. a long time that involves music and storytelling, mm, and it was wonderful. very, sort of very, very... Yeah. And, um, and when I came to India, mm. to Bodh Gaya, and straight to the retreat, and at the beginning I was just, my mind was churning, churning, churning this project all the time, and I had even been very ambivalent, been very ambivalent about coming, because now I'm in the middle of this project, and why am I leaving it? And, Yes. and what am I doing here, and this is the wrong time, and blah, yes. blah, blah. And and after about five or six days of retreat, I don't know how many exactly, mm-hmm. but I sort of reached a place where it had absolutely no meaning at all. And I don't know, it just lost all meaning. It was just completely, totally insignificant. And, um, did
0: you feel comfortable, healthy? Or it felt it
3: fantastic. It felt wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> And um, and all the time after that in India also, and then when I returned home, life started going mm. back to normal, and I continued on this project. And but it was, and again, I could feel this energy of, of doing and being creative. It was from a different place. Mm. I mean, something had happened, but yeah. but still, that's when this whole question, where, where the duality seemed to yes, seem yeah. very.
0: It it, I, it it isn't easy to find the balance. But the fact that both are in your awareness is the important thing. It isn't easy. In the true uh, deepest understanding, it could be a springboard for a real liberated understanding. The capacity in life to embrace doing and non-doing, because all life is bound up with doing or non-doing. Um, life, doing, death, non-doing, all sorts of ways that we can see doing and non-doing. And the Chinese tradition has used this wonderful term, Wei Wu Wei, actionness, action. Realizing the non-doing and the doing. Mm. So it's, it isn't easy that sometimes it may feel, like you say, one cuts off some doing to just experience being or non-doing, uh, their whole relationship to something may change. But out of it, something fresh. Non-doing is a really wonderful spark and trigger, really interested in it, or something fresh in the doing,
2: mm.
0: or fresh in the creativity. And we need the non doing for anything to harm, harness itself together. And then non doing, and harness it. And then to get this right, we can't go on living doing, doing, doing. We end up causing more anguish than benefit. Mm-hmm. And, and that feature is what happened when we just. Doing. Everybody's saying, "I'm doing too much." and doing. It's easier to thought. Easy keeps coming out with it, mm-hmm. but it takes a, a letting go and the renunciation and the learning to do without, or oh, something to come through, again and again and again. Yeah. So, since leaving um, Israel and then uh, France and here, therefore, quite a bit of movement going on in your life at the present uh, time. How's all of that in relationship to just being, to non-doing?
3: Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, well, at the present, I am completely in the non-doing. Yes, mm-hmm. but it's very temporary. Yes. Um, well, actually, this whole move, this whole leaving mm. in my home, Israel. Um, came out of this um, wish to be in the space of non-doing. Mm-hmm. Although, still, I'm trying to... There's still this part of me that's sort of balancing it out because oh. I, I'm, I'm in America to study, so yes. I will be doing. Mm, <laughs> but, um, but um, yeah, there's still this place in me that is sort of trying to find... I mean, the non-doing is such beauty and such sweetness and such mm. a... Um, possibility to it, that I really felt the need to experience more of that, yes. but um, but there is still this part of me that, I don't know, that is that has this urge to do, to, yeah, to yeah. I don't know if it's achieve and accomplish, or if it's just, I don't know exactly what yeah. it is, but.
0: I mean that's the beauty and the passion of life, to have that deep sense and uh, feeling, and let it really run through our being. I think something wonderful and beautiful about it. And it's with the non-doing, the self easily comes up and says, I should be doing something. That's the conditioned old memory, old karma here. If we can cultivate and genuinely feel appreciation but just being, for London, really feel appreciation for the incredible human importance of it. We are human beings after all, not human doings. And that appreciation for it to really, that when we're not doing anything there, yeah. to really feel how important that is, that helps with the renewal. Out of that will come a natural passion. And sometimes, even in the midst of doing, anything really just living our life out but in a way which is not dismissive but it's as though the non-doing and the doing are in the same place
3: mm. I think I'm concerned with the creative aspect of it mm. that also it carries with it a lot of identification so yes. often mm-hmm. I mean I can see it in myself yes of course. and it also I mean it brings a lot of joy and a lot of um, I mean, wonderful feelings, but I don't know. It comes from a completely different place than this joy of of non-doing mm-hmm. that you discover in retreat, for instance. Or, mm. and like it's a different quality. And I I don't know. I mean, I I don't know exactly what I want to say and what mm. I want to hear. But I know it's there's Becomes something there that bothers me. And the um,
0: the the, the, uh, the bothering is is what. I ego maybe also
3: yeah and and I don't know I guess this feeling that I had when I was in retreat in India that it has to do with I don't know the outer levels of existence Mm -hmm. and not the the deeper ones meaning meaning I'd sort of like in retreat I'd been in retreat for some days and sort of these outer layers of myself or whatever Mm -hmm. sort of peeled off and and then it wasn't there anymore and it didn't had no meaning, mm. and so so if it has no meaning, then why am I so involved in it? I don't know. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah. This, this, again, sounds like the inner life here with the uh, normal kind of distinction between the doing and the non-doing. Um, in the, in the non-doing, uh, the creativity, the force of it, it's got to find its way through that So sometimes in the non-doing people will have lots of thoughts, why am I bothering to do this, or why why do I need to do this, etc. But it's just some uncertainty, some doubt that's going on in the mind. Mm -hmm. A little bit more steadiness in the non-doing. And from that can flow the action which is steady, steady by the samadhi, means focus of mind, steady by the creativity there, and... If we're very vigilant about the I, then we won't get dependent on results. Mm. That's, That's the doing. I'll speak a little bit more about this, e- this evening. But the, 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 the creating that matters, the process that matters. And yeah. the I gets caught up in uh, the doer. We're not talking about doer and non-doer. Talking about doing and non doing.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and therefore, just to watch the eye. In the non doing, often the eye thought is, I should be doing something. Uh-huh. And in the, the doing, the eye is often dependency on the result. Or, am I doing it right? Or, mm-hmm. should I be doing this? Mm-hmm. Etc. And the eye just interrupts the natural flow. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Just keep working with doing and non-doing. Really take an interest, because that's where our life is, is. To get that right, there's something very freeing about it. Thank, Great, you. Very Thank you.
4: Uh, This is a very particular personal question. Please I mean, do. yes. But maybe... Okay. It concerns doubt. Doubt, yeah. yes. Uh, not, uh, well, sort of in a dharmic sense, but I uh, am a theatre director. I make theatre. Do you? Yes. Mm, nice. And uh, it's a very uh, self-involved culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <A> typical <laughs> and British understatement.
0: <laughs> That's the tra- anyway, carry on. And, and
4: um, a culture of, of, of high pressure. Yes. And, um, where, are you, where are you working? In New York. Doubly high. Doubly high. Yes, right. And um, I think there's a pressure in terms of <clears throat> making a living at it that you have to uh, do more than everyone else in order to, uh, there, to, to, to bring attention to oneself. There's a, there's a constant need to produce, constant. Yeah. It's, and um, at least it seems so. Yeah, yes, yes. Okay. And um, during the work, which I, I should preface because I, I do feel I feel called to do it. Mm. I, I I feel, of, at times, a very strong urge, like uh, Mark asked, what. What is the most important thing to do in one's life? And and I think mine is, to tell stories in this way. Mm. You know. But in every project and uh, during times when I'm not working, there's always times when I'm like, what am I doing? This is so difficult and it's leading to nothing. (laughs) Um, Is it, I would much rather, you know, go and have a small goat farm. (laughs) And I know there are times when doubt is useful. Why goats? Because <laughs> they're small. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Smaller egos. Smaller egos. Right? <laughs> I know that sometimes doubt is useful, um, And but I'm unclear. I, I suppose I'm unclear yeah. when when to listen and when not. Mm. Because is it that I've constructed a life for myself that's so... Uh, that that is too much,
2: mm.
4: and and when do I listen to it to kind of oh pare down pare down, mm. and when do I just hear kind of negative mm. forces Poices. yeah. Mm.
0: Mm. Okay, good, 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 But I I know from other places, but noticeably in uh, in New New York through teaching the non-residential events over the past whatever three four five years that I. Hear this very, very regularly, mm. and sometimes it almost seems like there are so so many talented and creative people in the in the city itself. But it's like there's so many, it's like blades of grass, and so much talent all hovering in one particular lo- lo- location. And the voice that you just expressed, I hear on, on a daily basis in that city. I'm not quite sure what the answer to or the resolution uh, of, of this one is, but certainly um, doubt can either be healthy or really mischievous in the mind uh, there. So far, in terms of heart, mind and body, Attitudes, health, even money, etc. How are you moving along? How long have you been involved in the theatre world?
4: Uh, about eight years. Eight years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's, it's slow. It's coming along, but it's slow. But my, I, the, it, there is, I, I feel uh, like, for example, this last project, which I finished right before coming here, mm-hmm. um, I had my first two nights ever of, I, I just couldn't fall asleep. You know, I was up all night, not not a drop of sleep. That's right. Yeah, twice in two weeks, and yeah. that never happened to me before. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. something's getting to you there. Yeah. Isn't
4: it? Mm. So I'm curious, what, what, what had you just finished? Uh, Romeo and Juliet. Oh really? In, in the park. Yeah. All right. Yeah, for free. I was.
0: This is but rose called it by any other name, eh? Right, right absolutely. <laughs> yeah, my uh, teenage daughter did Romeo and Juliet for her uh, English literature studies. So. Read it quite a few times. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <coughs> a
0: sort of non-dual teaching in a way, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Given the consummation of that story. So, in in what what do you think contributed to? Two sleepless nights over. What 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 are you internalizing?
4: Well, we 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 actually talked about this some years ago, and you you said you broke down the word identification Mm. into its all its syllables and pointed at me, Mm -hmm. and (laughs) uh, and and I think I think that's true. That that uh, you know, as a director, I'm totally responsible and totally out of control of the project. And I think that I, I take the responsibility and and hold on to it and, and don't acknowledge that I have no control, really. Mm.
0: You know? Yes, yeah. The, the, the conflicting view and perception will, will be a nightmare <laughs> yeah. in, in that way. So something in the way of looking will have to uh, shift the self called the director easily get so centralized. So one idea, it's all up to me, it's in my hands, etc. And the uh, other conflicting view, um, none of it is. It's what's going on with the crew, what's going on with the actors, what's going on with the production, and how little control. And these two, it's my responsibility, but it isn't. This, this will Rub. Rub. And uh, rubbing together, it's quite often, the fear, the desire for things to go right in, and, and it to be good and to be appreciated and all of that, and the fear uh, of it not going well, uh, people not cooperating, in all the ways that that can happen, create havoc in inwardly, and of course it gets enough depth to it, it does block off, from time to time, the channel into the sleep. Mm. So, I think, I think once that hap- happens, then I think that's the, the big uh, shout, that your relationship to this particular function needs significant shifting somewhere. Mm. Because it's once in a twice in a fortnight, bigger production, more responsibility, it'll be three times in a fortnight mm-hmm. because you, you will magnify it according to how important you think the particular production is. Mm-hmm. So, it's important to address these. Is, is, is there ways of being in control of, but not being in control of, and the uh, conflict um, pressure that it internalizes, is there another way of Completely different way, to, which is unfamiliar, and kind of unknown to. Because once you have that pressure, you'll have the doubt as well, and that would be uh, that would be a pity, especially if you're endeavouring with uh, thoughtful productions to uh, do something. Mm-hmm. And, and just one sidestep for a moment. Um, I, I fi- find it difficult to, I mean, I think that's a similar very much, and part of the reason is one always knows that it will always turn out okay at the <laughs> end. In pretty well, all Western film productions are always going to have a nice ending to it in some way or other. But with Shakespeare, you never know. <laughs> that's what I like it. Just <laughs> a bit more true to life. You don't know where you're going to end up with him. With what, with, with. And he couldn't care less whether you end up miserable. You know? <laughs> and that's what I like. It's honest. It's true to life. And I, and, uh, and I think for that he deserves uh, gratitude. So where can you make a shift? What, what, what ways can you
4: look at? I actually think that it's less about the process because I think I'm mm. developing slowly a way of, of working. What, what I've experimented with is, is, is being, that it not being my production, but that I'm also trying to be, uh, trying to make something that wants to be born, I'm part of that, along with yes. the actors. all right, good, good. And, 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 and yeah, th- that's worked very well. Yes. But what has not worked has um, been the idea that um, how it's received. That that the product, whether it's successful or not, and um, and my identification with its success, oh, and right. the end. Run, yeah. So right. the process is getting better, but the, the, the end product. Yes. Is All not. right. So that um, easily
0: means that you. If I get a clearer picture here, you're putting a as It requires, of course, with anything, tremendous amount of energy and attention into the process Mm. uh, there. And that, in in any kind of action of creativity, is extraordinarily demanding, and particularly when one is trying to coordinate and bring the best out of people. uh, It's a a, a tough task. What, 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 What do you think is happening at the end? Is it dependency on the views, the minds, the critics of others? Is it depletion of resources? They've got no energy left to handle the world of praise and blame. What, what, what's going on at the end?
4: I, I, I think it's more more of the former that that is was the effort worth it is only judgeable by what the world gives me in relation to the thing I've created.
0: Oh, mm. <laughs>
4: Ooh.
0: I'm this being is honest. high risk. This is walking a tightrope, yeah. isn't it? You're re- relying on the, the fickle minds of other human beings, <laughs> and uh, so that's going to need some change there. That would contribute, because sometimes, and I've heard from actors as, as well. Sometimes, on the strength of what they have read, or from a passive response from an audience, whatever, have felt thoroughly depressed. Mm. And there's, you know, there is a vulnerability and a creativity, or the inspiration, the welfare and enjoyment of uh, of others. But is reliance so? Somewhere, some some kind of attention has to has to come off that some off off the off the fickle minds of other human beings. Mm. Results. This is one area where we don't have control. Yeah, we really don't. You can direct actors' minds because they say, "Please direct our mind." <laughs> you can't direct audiences' minds. Mm. And What's going to move somewhere in all of that? What, 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 what way could you look at it afresh? That you, that, that it, 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 in a way, bottom line is it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter uh, what the effect of it
4: is providing what. Well, it what's coming to mind is is this idea that I've been trying to do in the process to continue it to the product that you know I'm doing my best to bring something into the world no and under the conditions that exist now with these people and the money and myself in this state that's all we can do Mm -hmm. and that this it's the manifestation that it has now and however that's appreciated at this time by whomever
0: That, 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 and I think that, uh, in terms of the arts and cultures, that what you, your comment and response there has got to run really deeply. Right. <laughs> really, uh, it's easy to put it out in the head, and it re- really run deep, deeply, because there's unfortunately a lot of shallow and superficial in the culture, etc., and in the deep arts and the deep concerns. Culture and creativity and live theatre, I I think it is such an important tradition. It has such impact uh, on people as as well. And really, people discover and learn a lot through giving all their attention to it. But to to the degree you go out there with your mind, is the degree that you take it from here? And you're vulnerable. You're sitting out there on a branch saying, Please what, applaud me, please write nice reviews. Please. You're out, you're out, you'll be out there on the limb. They're merciless. And New York is famously merciless. So that keeping with the, the trunk of the tree of your creativity. That one knows one is doing one's best to keep a very important culture alive. And I think it's just incredibly important. Are there ways here that you could just help to redress an imbalance? Not leaning out there too much, but the knowing that the commitment that you give is the thing that matters. There's only way that. And therefore, when we get feedback, it's more from the place of commitment. Oh, yes, I can learn from that. And that comment was fine and good. It was a bit harsh, but I can see the point. Right. But when it feels steady with it and, and not in despair or, or, or feeding any sense of low sense of self worth and all that can go with it. Anything here that can just help. Each HE year's experience in a wonderful area.
4: You mean here on retreat. Yeah, here on here
0: here, on on retreat. Through a reflection, through ways and means of being more grounded in oneself, not so much doubt, being steady, and not dependent so much on the externals, called people or critics or whatever. In
4: Any way that can help,
0: just like gets a chance to get into the being, into the heart.
4: Are you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking. Oh, yeah, I'm okay. not telling I'm asking. Them.
0: I ask the questions, it's easy. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I mean, I find it useful to notice on a micro level how I take in what I uh, pro- project on others' reactions yes. to me, mm-hmm. you know, um, and see the effect of that on, yeah. on me and yeah. my emotions alright, so one is uh, seeing the
0: impact and and sometimes the strengthening of a learning attitude yeah. what can I learn from, from all, all of this and of course when you're actually at work in the doing of, of the, of the uh, directing it's also important to keep us centered there as much as possible as well and especially watch for the force of desire in terms of too much willpower or Uh, fear. These two are the two that do rub together, that generate so much uh, sleeplessness for people. And and, and it's like everything, it's just practice, practice, practice. So, finally, um, any plans to start any new production?
4: Uh Um. (coughs) Well, I, I do I alternate between original work and yes. classics. Yes. And um i I think I'm going to do uh some fairy tales. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think so.
0: For adults or children.
4: Well, I'd like to do for for both. Right. Yeah. Some puppets. I I I I like my work to be about um showing how we live our lives, in a sense. Mm-hmm. And and there's so much in fairy tales that I feel like I should do some fairy tales. Excellent. Yeah.
0: Good to hear. Very good. Thank okay.
4: okay, thank you very much. Indeed.
0: Thank you.
5: Christopher, I know I'm asking this question to someone who's considered mm-hmm. non-traditional. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm interested in discussing with you to what extent you think that we're kidding ourselves, that we're really going to understand our true Buddha nature mm-hmm. as lay people, as opposed to being monastics.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good question. Can I avoid answering it? <laughs> um, Would um, like to say a little bit about the background to the question.
5: Um, A discussion started the other day between me and some friends
2: Mm.
5: and one person in that discussion mentioned that a monastic that they know had said that they felt householders would only get so far in their spiritual life because there were too many distractions Mm. from being a householder and that Really, um, that's why the Vinaya, the discipline of the Vinaya, had been built up around the Buddha mm-hmm. so that spiritual, um, true spirituality could be unfolded.
0: Yes. Mm. Yeah. Um, um, when I was speaking yesterday evening at uh, CIMC in Cambridge, uh, touching on the same thing again, and one person, almost same, exactly the same. Same question. And uh, um, I do think it's uh, a really significant and important uh, area of interest. And what I mean mean by that is I've I've done um, over the last 30 years a lot of reading, but especially the early sutras, the early texts. And um, Political, social, economic analysis of that time, trying to get a sense of what life was like two and a half thousand years ago in in North North India. To all intents and purposes, it seems to have been relatively prosperous, good infrastructure, good level of commerce, solid uh, cities, good exchange rate, exchange uh, uh, between people, and uh, very profound religious, philosophical inquiry, etc., etc. And a very severe, I would call it a very severe limitation still taking place, of course. Women terribly housebound in their roles, and that's still the case in India, and men very much tied into the caste and family system, which more or less defined their future, the rest of their life, following their father's profession, so to speak. And it seemed necessary then, to quite a degree, to break out of the mould as Siddhartha Gautama himself did in order to go from that mould into a homeless way of, of life and to explore that with minimum possessions as renunciates. A few though that women especially but women and men have worked extremely hard in recent generations of greater social freedom. There and and therefore, the need to go to the monastery and to oh, all that, that goes along with it, the Vinaya, um, isn't so necessary. It isn't necessary, but I sympathize with what the monk says how easy the distractions can come, and it is a concern at the, the sheer multiplicity of impressions that we have to deal with every single day. And I think it makes it extraordinarily hard in another kind of way. So in other words, I don't think lay person's life of itself stops any liberating understanding. I don't think, from my observation, working with people 25 years, I don't think it does but it's requiring a new, new kinds of discipline. And, um, I was, um, when I was up, I suppose, when I was up at uh, the top of Mount Sinai, and um, uh, uh, up there, and given history of all of these things, I ended up, afterwards, writing out I mean, ideas, several pages of them, what almost might be needed is a kind of um, layperson's denial. I, I think the, I think the uh, current uh, ethics that we have, like precepts, are you know, very, very important and vitally indispensable, vitally important. But there hasn't been much in our community <coughs> of exploration of a Vinaya for lay people. Hasn't been yeah. any. Yeah. Doesn't Thich exist. Tikhana Han's done some, some work. He's done, he's the one marvellous exception. He really <laughs> has put some energy into it. And it. You know, we're relying too much on mindfulness. During time, too much on mindfulness as the kind of stabilizing force. And I think. Find some way to... Without getting imprisoned in millions of rules. You know, you know what the rule 227 rules does. So the Buddhist uh, monks and, and, uh, in the Hebrew community, Jewish community, what, 600 and something rules does there. So it's, it's a very ground which one has to tread very, very... Uh, carefully uh, with. Mm. Having said that, the forms of retreats and a retreat is a, a monastery for a short period basically. The atmosphere, mm. disciplines, you know. a kind, of, kind of monastic healing for a short period.
5: Or, the, sorry, mm. yes. Although even that, um, I've been, I did a retreat with an Asian side or mm. Burmese side or and um, my view was that compared to the discipline that we underwent there, this is like um, summer camp.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
5: So I'm just wondering... Without the summer. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, I agree.
5: Why is it so soft? Why do we make it so soft here compared to what I experienced as pretty hard and disciplined?
0: Yeah. I know. I ask myself that every retreat. Um... uh, some of the Sayadaw, Sayadaw the Burmese Vipassana teachers, for those who are not familiar with the language uh, here. Where, where, where did you do where it was with the Sayadaw? Uh, it was in Australia. And which Sayadaw?
5: Ulakana. Um, Ulakana. Uh-huh.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know him, but I know him, of
5: course. Yeah. I mean, it was just uh, very, very early rising and we did... What time did you start? Oh, uh, well, we started meditating at 5 a.m. and yeah. so we were all up well before that, yeah, and we did what, one hour blocks and it was solid and there was no, in between times, there was nothing um, to take your mind off, like you couldn't have a cup of tea, you didn't have a fridge to go to, um, you just had to get down and do it for yeah. a, an hour solid and um, there was no um, scooting off to your room because one room was shared by eight people and so, I mean... It was yeah. just a little garage you didn 't even want to go back to your room you know, <laughs> um, so it was just totally different, and we did that solidly till ten p m and we also followed eight precepts, so we had no dinner tea mm. so there was nothing to take your mind i mean you know there was food for a hot porridge for breakfast and there was and there was lunch, but beyond that, it was you know no no more food and no fridge to go to you couldn 't have your own food there, and it was till ten p m and um and the side door didn't babysit us and sit here and watch us all meditate.
4: No. He just
5: came and gave the um, Dharma talk, and it was really, really dry. And that was one hour at night.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: and, um, and then we had to, and then we turned in. But there was no space to go walking. We just had a 12 foot path each, and there was no space to do a loop walk or anything. You couldn't go off the property. So it was, you tough. were there, and it was really tough. Mm. And compared to here, it was, was like boot camp.
2: Mm,
0: right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in the spectrum of um, retreats and forms, you know, there, there's the uh, more severe Asian model uh, in, in that way. And it's nice to hear. What would you say for yourself in recalling were the benefits of a more strict and tight form but what what, well, what, what did you, you find? Important? At the risk of
5: comparis- comparison, yeah, yeah, completely, completely. yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, my mind, of course, plays tricks. But from what I remember, yes, my mind was a lot calmer and a lot more at peace mm. than it has managed to be when I do this form. Yes, so that the, the disciplines seem to encourage an even quieter mind and um, greater peace for a longer period of time. Mm. That seemed to be the outcome. Mm.
0: And was that outcome such that uh, after the retreat as well?
5: Yeah, it seemed to be.
0: You heard this. (laughs) So, and how many of you were doing the retreat? Um,
5: There were 15 of us. 15 of you. Yeah.
0: So sometimes the disciplined uh, form that some of the Asian brothers and sisters. use uh, very potent and, and very, very strong, strongly disciplined uh, there. Any concerns about such a form?
5: Um, we weren't allowed to look up. We had to look down the whole time. Mm-hmm. And um, so I felt really disconnected from humanity by doing that for, for 10 days. Yeah. And um, I felt it was quite oppressive at times mm. because you're encouraged just to disregard your pain or you know examine it and then just don't move um mm. so it was just there wasn't there you know it wasn't fluid or flexible mm. at all and it seemed to be v- really heartless to a certain extent that's mm. how it felt and yet the outcome was so peaceful and yes. wonderful so I appreciated that but it turned me into sort of a a bit of a robot at the end I, mm because we were noting, noting, noting all the time as well.
0: Yes, yes. I, I'm, I really appreciate your uh, very balanced and uh, fair, fair view and perspective on it. Really I really think it's a very mm. clear and fair as a, as assessment from, from having been years in Asia myself. So, any, in, in comparison... Looking at the situation uh, uh, here, people can lie in 6 a.m., they can call it a day at 9.30, they can slough off to their room, <laughs> as they do, uh, etc. Et, et so d- dis, d- despite the laid-back regime that's running this retreat, um, <laughs> What might be... Do you think there might be any benefits? <laughs> <laughs> Since I've been using this form for 25 years, I... Mean
5: <laughs> I think people wouldn't return unless oh, they felt there was some benefit.
0: But they might be returning because it's so laid back and we...
5: Perhaps, perhaps. I mean, that's... that's I come back to my original question. Yes. Are we really serious about... Understanding our true Buddha nature when we do a retreat that is comparatively soft yeah. compared sure. to the Asian yeah. thing. So, I mean, yeah, that's I, all food I, I, for I thought. think it's an inc-
0: very very uh, um, important uh, uh, area, and without a shadow of doubt, I say absolutely yes, a- absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, given, I may make a little comparison here, which always is a bit simplistic, of course. Um, in rural Tibet, um, Tibetan, um, Burmese, Thai society, in the rural, not, things have changed a bit, but when I was there, that the culture was very gentle, very soft. Mm-hmm. Laotian, Cambodian, this is going early 70s now, um, Burmese, etc. And because of the strong element of faith within the tradition, people who were born into it. The strong history of merit-making that went along with it. That the uh, Sayados and the Acharyas, the Ajjans there, quite purposefully and intentionally, and I've spoken to them about it, needed to bring in that kind of discipline. To really encourage the development of the Samadhi and the concentration. Because the culture you know, people work just five or six hours a day. And they're very, very blessed with climate and, uh, and crops and produce, etc., etc. And so the monastery of our practices were very strongly disciplined uh, in all the mode. For some, and it clearly worked very well for you and it's lovely to hear, for some, the model, this very, very strict model, tends to and can, for some, Reinforce uh, an intensity, a cutting off of the emotional life, a strict goal orientation uh, there, and increase the pressure load, mm. and that, for some, could then generate not peace but psychological disturbance mm-hmm. there. And so, we're trying—it's not easy—but trying to find some kind of balance, which which. People are adults and make the decision I mean, in terms of the silence and the total agreement to be on the retreat, to be really present, to take real care with the meditation. And for the person to see for themselves their capacity for more intensive practice within a flexible form. And that's the form that we've, that we've used. Mm-hmm. And Therefore it's a little bit from us as Dharma teachers and also from the cooperation and the willingness of the, of the students to decide. So there are some mm. Dharma students here are very, very uh, quietly disciplined in their day, mm. in everything, mm. and are very impeccable in everything, uh, right from the start of the day, right through to 10.20 uh, in the evening, and really put their love and time in. And others, by necessity, have to pace themselves. It would be unfair to put pressure uh, mm. uh, on on them. Some people have to grow into mm. to it, retreat by retreat. You know, and we just try to accommodate all all of that. When you use not often used in uh, our circles the term Buddha nature. That's what comes to mind? Too.
5: That's a whole other question, mm-hmm. and I thank you for the response that you've given me to. Mm-hmm. That oh. initial question.
0: All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Thank you.